0: Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown, baby! Now, here are your hosts, two-time All-American punter Drew Butler. Mark Rick would like Drew Butler to hit it a mile in the air. The SEC's career leader in touchdown passes and completions, Aaron Murray. Touchdown! In stride as he crosses the goal line. Put it right on his hip. What a throw. Now with the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Get to the house!
1: Sideline! Pylon!
0: Touchdown! And the dogs are on the board first.
1: Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, i believe. for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status the Welcome
2: screwed. into the Punt and Pass oh, podcast. I'm your host, Drew brain, Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Aaron Murray. Be sure to follow us on social media, at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He is at Murray 11 And head on over to puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football, really all things football at this point. It is the best podcast website in the world. There is no doubt about it. It's got our blog up there. Our YouTube page, obviously, go subscribe to the YouTube page. And our merchandise hats are going fresh off the stock rack. And visors come in this week, supposedly. Kavana Holcomb, she ordered a hat. Aaron, she asked us to sign it for her son. So we will do that next time I see you in person. We'll get that hat signed, and I'll get it sent out to her ASAP. So head on over to puntandpass.com. A lot going on in the world of football, college football. National Signing Day is tomorrow. The Super Bowl is set. Caleb Williams just transferred. Tom Brady just retired. So much to go through, Aaron, on this quick episode of punt and pass. But let's start with the action that happened last week. And that of course being the conference championship games and the NFL playoffs. Super Bowl is set. The Cincinnati Bengals take down the Kansas City Chiefs. They are in. And the Los Angeles Rams, led by George Bulldog, Matthew Stafford, beat the San Francisco 49ers, Bengals versus Rams in LA, second time in a row, second year in a row, excuse me. Where a team is playing in their home stadium for the Super Bowl, so pretty legit. Let's start with that AFC Championship game, though. No, the Bengals down twenty-one to three, don't even flinch. Joe Schiesty and Jamar Chase come roaring back. They take the Chiefs to overtime, lose the coin flip. Everybody pretty much writes them off. Sure enough, they win. This team is just hard to root against. They really are. I mean, it just it's
3: amazing to see in two years. Joe Burrow and Chase, and obviously what Jefferson's doing with with Minnesota, like I thought. In my opinion, that was the best team. I said it after the season and during the season back in twenty
2: nineteen. Twenty nineteen LSU,
3: yeah, twenty nineteen LSU was the best college football team I've ever seen. Best offensive performance I've ever seen. All that, and now you're seeing those guys and what they're doing in the NFL. Yeah, it just further verifies that that team in nineteen was a bunch of badasses. Yeah, yeah. That team was. Just loaded with freaking studs, and then now there are two of them are going to be in the Super Bowl here this weekend, uh, or in two weeks, uh, excuse me. And 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 it's so hard, you know. It, I'm I'm torn because obviously Stafford's our boy, mm-hmm. Georgia guy. You got Sony, you got Leonard. Like you know, I, I I would say most of me is rooting for 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 the Rams. I just the fact that what Stafford's done, the crap that he had to go through at Detroit. Yeah finally gets the hell out of there, goes to a place that actually could win. He's doing it in his first year. But Joe Burrow is just such a likable human being. I know, I know. and such a, someone you want to root for that, you know, I'm not going to be mad. one. I'll say this. I'm not going to be mad one way or the other. So I'm why is good it?
2: I, I totally agree with everything you just said. Why is Joe Burrow so likable, so relatable? People just gravitate towards him. I think he's like unapologetically himself, but he's not – Over the line. He just is who he is. Like people know his story. They know that he transferred from Ohio State. I I saw the, the screenshots of him as a senior in high school messaging recruiting analysts from websites saying, hey, you have any tips for me? I'm not really getting recognized. I'd love to know how I could get some more exposure. Then he goes to LSU. You know, he becomes Joey B. Everybody loves him okay his first season starting and then one of the best college football teams the second year becomes the number one overall pick i don't know what it is about him but you can't not like him like i have not seen one person say i can't stand joe burrow
3: no no one no one at all i mean you even see stuff in the locker room in cincinnati about his leadership as soon as he walked into the locker room he was the guy guys believed into him uh believed in him and now just absolutely kicking butt. So like I said, man, I won't be mad one way or the other. It was an awesome game to see those guys rally back. I mean, I thought like, Holy crap, Cincinnati, or excuse me, Kansas city is rolling. They can't be stopped. Patrick Mahomes is stupid. Good. Uh, Kelsey and Tyreek, like those guys cannot be stopped. Yeah. I mean, they are going up and down the field. Like they're playing a JV football team for goodness sakes. All of a sudden second half comes out. Cincinnati learns how to play defense once again, Joe Burrow, you know what he can do. They came back, turned the overtime, and, um, man, it's 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 crazy to see what one guy can do. And it's different. You know, it is different, I must say. It is different than, than say, what Trevor Lawrence has to do at Jacksonville or what, what's-his-name has to do at, for the New York Jets. Like, Cincinnati was yeah, not, exactly. like, awesome. a super crappy organization. Like, they've been in the playoffs. They've had success. Carson Palmer was a stud there for Cincinnati for a long time. Like They just needed a guy like Joe Burrow to help them take it to the next level yeah. and Jamar Chase. And they did that, man. It's crazy. Guy in three years could possibly win the Heisman, an SEC championship, a national championship, and a Super Super Bowl.
2: Bowl. First time ever. No quarterback in history, I don't think, has won the Heisman, a national championship, and a Super Bowl. Joe Burrow could do it in three short years. He'll have a tall test. That Rams defense is phenomenal, Mm -hmm. especially the pass rush. We all know about the Bengals. Uh, problems on the offensive line but you know when the when the Chiefs won the coin toss you're like oh this is over there's no way they're going to stop them and oh, no. Eric Bieniemy, okay the offensive coordinator for the Kansas City Chiefs essentially getting shut out in the second half for the second time the Bengals did the exact same thing in week 17 when they beat Kansas City in Cincinnati look it's a bad look for him especially when there's still so many head coaching vacancies out I think it's telling that Eric Bieniemy has not gotten a head coaching opportunity in the past and what I have heard. From my sources, okay, is that he doesn't interview well. He doesn't win the room over in an interview. Look, these interview processes for NFL head coach, it's about likability. Obviously, it's about accomplishments. Are you a leader of men? Why hasn't he gotten a head coaching job? Yet?
3: I'll tell you, I you one thing, know. though. He is a leader of men because I was around him for three years there in Kansas City.
2: Yeah, this is great. The intent. guys
3: on the team respect him, they love him. He is a, a a brilliant guy when it comes to offensive tactics. He's been with one of the best of all time in Andy Reid. He's ready to make that next step. There's a difference between getting in front of a bunch of board members and talking with them compared to, can you actually lead the football players? You're yeah. not leading a bunch of guys in suits. You're leading a bunch of guys in shoulder pads, two yeah. completely different things. So they need to figure out a way to separate that of saying, hey, we, based on our intel from the way players interact with him and trust him, What he obviously he's done with the offense there in Kansas City, he is ready to be a leader among the players on our said team. So, man, it is long overdue. You know, I was talking about him when it came to like USC, you know, vacancy coming open. Uh, He needs to be a head coach, college, NFL, whatever it is. Eric, the needs to be a head coach. I think he'll do a fighting, you know, a, a really, really good
2: job he will certainly get his chance. I think, you know, if there's still six opportunities open, you would think that he's got to be top of the list for, for one of those vacancies oh, yeah. that are still out there in the national football league. All right. Let's talk about the NFC championship game, the Los Angeles Rams down 17 to seven. I have to admit when I was watching the game, uh Niners defense was really showing their teeth. They got a couple of touchdowns. Debo Samuel started to show how explosive he is on the offensive side of the ball. I thought it was pretty grim looking for the Los Angeles Rams at Matthew Stafford, Sonny, Michelle, Odell Beckham, Cooper cup, unguardable. The guy is absolutely phenomenal. They come back. They win the football game 20 to 17. The Rams go to the super bowl. So happy for a guy like Matthew Stafford, essentially in purgatory for 12 years in Detroit. Look, he goes in his first season out of Detroit, makes it to the super bowl. Who is this more a, uh, who, who is this more, and what's the word I'm looking for, a referendum on? Is it Matthew Stafford? Uh, who feels worse, Matthew? Or Matt, Matthew feels good. Sorry, I'm like jumbling over my words. What I'm getting to the point of is how bad does Jared Goff feel? Oh, <laughs> I God. mean, he sent his ass to Detroit. Oh. L.A. marches straight to the Super Bowl. I felt bad for that guy on Sunday night. I was like, oof, that's got to feel tough.
3: Yeah, but listen, I, I think you look at Goff's bank account, and we can't feel too bad for him. I'm sure no. he's just fine. Agreed. Uh, Where he is, even though he's he's probably not in Detroit. It, it, you know how it is. I mean, back in Malibu. Did, yeah, as soon as that they, that 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 game was over, and the exit meetings occurred the next day for Detroit, he was in you know some PJ on wheels up, going back to LA to get the hell out of Detroit, especially this time of the season. Uh, so I will tell you one thing: Jared Goff is doing just fine. But you know, I was with the Rams when Jared was heading into his second year there's a big difference. There is a oh, large John. gap between Jared Goff and Matthew Stafford No question. The Rams knew it. Sean McVay knew it. That's why they made a push. I mean, listen, they got the defense. They got the receivers. The only missing piece was the quarterback. They needed a legitimate quarterback. And what did Stafford need? Stafford just needed everything yeah, because he had yeah. absolutely Jackson. He needed anything. Yeah. And Detroit, uh, a guy that we all know is one of the most talented quarterbacks in this league that just needed a supporting cast, a fan base, a front office, a head coach that he could work with to to really demonstrate his talents. He's done it all year. He's done it in a big way. This playoffs was tremendous for the the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then was tremendous there in the second half, and really in the first half too. They had missed opportunities where receivers dropped balls that yeah. could have been touchdowns. Yeah, for the Rams early on in that game. So, man, like I said earlier, so happy for Stafford for Kelly, uh, our boy Sean chappis made it on national TV. He saw did, him at the end did. too. He's that everywhere. Bald head. Oh, he's everywhere.
2: I can't believe he was out there. Um, I was watching that game and we'll give a shout out to our boy, Sean Chappis. You know, they cut to the box and I see him in alley and I'm like, oh my God, he's there. Allie's due any day now. She's due any day now. And he said, uh-uh. We're going to that NFC championship. I got to go see my boy make it to the Super Bowl. So fingers crossed they get to go to the Super Bowl. I know if they can, they will be there. Looked like they had a huge crowd in that box, deservedly Mm -hmm. so. I mean, the guys put in so much work. The coolest thing I love to watch is when they do the super slow-mo replays of Matthew's throws, it looks like they're shot out of a jugs machine. I I, I can't get over it. He's been in the league for so long. It's almost like his arm has gotten stronger. Cooper Cup ryan clark said it on espn last week he said you know if it wasn't for cooper cup's skin color he'd be considered one of the best receivers of all time that's what he said on espn yeah. he was like stop comparing cooper cup to Wes welker to julian edelman to danny Amendola. he he's like no no you need to start comparing him to justin jefferson you need to start comparing him to odell beckham jr he's like this dude is that good. The way he runs routes, the way yep. he gets open, the way he uses Jerry his body, Rice, it's man. unbelievable. Jerry yeah. Rice. Jerry Rice. It's crazy.
3: I'm not saying Rams he's the greatest really all good. time like Jerry Rice, but the way he runs his routes, the way he creates separation. Because Jerry wasn't super fast. Jerry just know how to set up his routes to yeah. create the separation yeah. to give the quarterback enough room to make the throws. That is what Cooper can do extremely well. His route running god, is, it's crazy. is the best you It's elite. See. Yeah, it's elite. Oh my
2: god, it's unbelievable! Um, and their defense, man. Aaron Donald, Leonard Floyd, Von Miller, Jalen Ramsey.
1: Wade Ford, we are Atlanta's Ford dealer.
2: And it's going to be a really, really good Super Bowl. I believe that wholeheartedly. I woke up Sunday morning watching all the pregame shows, Aaron. I forgot that L.A. had lost six straight to San Francisco. I know I gave you the trends last week. That's why I took the Niners plus the three and a half, which won. But I said, I think the Rams are going to win by a field goal. And that's exactly what happened. Going to be a great lead up to the Super Bowl. So many awesome storylines. A year ago to the day where the Rams punched their ticket to the Super Bowl is when the Lions traded for Matthew Stafford. Uh, Andrew Whitworth, the you know seemingly 20-year left tackle, he played the majority of his career in Cincinnati. Joe Burrow getting his shot, a guy who just doesn't seem to lose. It's going to be fascinating. And where it stands right now, the Rams are like a four and a half point favorite. The total is 48 and a half points. Here are two trends for you. Are you ready? Bring it Cincinnati Bengals this season are five and zero against the spread when they are an underdog of three points or more. And since 2008, Super Bowl underdogs of three points or more are eight and two against the spread. Ooh, Drew, yeah, coming so, hot. So that, th- those are some trends that would just tell you this game's going to be a little close. You know, it's not going to be a home field atmosphere because it's the, the crowd's so corporate. Obviously, LA gets the added benefit of playing at home, but we'll touch on that next week. I'm fired up to break down the Super Bowl. I think it's going to be an awesome, awesome game. Oh,
3: hell yeah, it is. What an right. awesome playoff, though, for the playoffs. Oh, unbelievable. The numbers, I just saw, I, I don't know who posted it on what social media, I don't know if it was the NFL or cbs or whatever but the numbers of viewers that watched those two games this weekend was like 60 incredible. million at one point of a game yeah uh,
2: yeah 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 unbelievable crazy crazy numbers almost as much as we get per podcast but they'll almost, get there one day almost they'll get one there day day. catch up all right so tom brady officially retired today um breaks over the weekend broke Sunday morning day of the championship games you turn on to NFL Sunday countdown NFL network total access it was like only Tom Brady talk when I was trying to get ready for the games I think that's kind of unfortunate look I know Schefter wants to scoop I know Rappaport they want to know what's going on don't you think Tom Brady has earned the right to announce it on his own I mean what are we doing today he does that he comes out he puts a post on Instagram he noticeably leaves out the New England Patriots from his announcement doesn't mention belichick doesn't mention robert Kraft, doesn't even mention the franchise the new england patriots mostly all tampa bay talk you know whatever i'm sure he'll have the ability to properly address that in the future but tb12 hangs him up 22 years greatest ever greatest football player ever greatest competitor in sports top five easily of all time He's done. You know what I thought about in Barstool's uh, big cat, Dan Katz, tweeted it out. and I kind of chuckle because it's so true. You know who you feel bad for? You feel bad for Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, Ben Roethlisberger retired <laughs> two days later. Tom Brady comes over the top, retires. They'll go into the same Hall of Fame class. Nobody will even recognize Big Ben's there. It's going to be the Tom Brady show. Um, so, Big Ben, you had a great career, too. But Tom Brady, just going to retire right oh, on the ben back big- end of your announcement.
3: Big Ben right now is at great waters at Lake Oconee playing around of 18. Yeah. He don't give two dams. He's had a great career. My man got a bunch of money in the pocket and he's about to play those courses at Lake yeah. Oconee and across the, across the world here the rest of his life. So
2: thoughts on Brady. Fun. I mean, you know, uh, it's unbelievable. He's, what do the bucks do? It's pro- okay. Here's what. Well, Bruce happen. Arians yeah, is going to retire. Of course. Yeah.
3: He got his ring. He's gone. He's moving on. Um, who cares? They won a Super Bowl 2 years ago. Yeah. I mean, they they don't care. They could suck for another 20 years and figure out what, you know, figure it out from there. <laughs> uh, they yeah. won a Super Bowl. Tom Brady led them there. Uh, thoughts on Tom Brady? Everything you just said, Drew, I mean, the greatest of all time, one of the greatest competitors of all time. Love the story, the underdog made it work. Uh, all that good stuff. I mean, he is he's what every quarterback aspires to be, man, when yeah. it comes to leadership, competitiveness, winning, all that. I mean, guy was 44 years old and led the NFL in most categories this year. So
2: unbelievable. It really, really truly, is. He
3: physically could come back next year and play.
2: Yeah, physically. If he wanted to. Yeah,
3: 100%. Yeah. 100%. But there's nothing left for him. I mean, what is there left to prove? What is there left to do? He enjoyed himself. He proved he could win without Belichick. He did that. Uh, He proved he could play at a high level, did that. So, man, congrats to Tom. Hell of a
2: career. Uh, I'm just interested to see what he jumps on next. You know, what's crazy. I saw this tweet. I don't know how accurate it was. It was from one of those sports contract websites. And I'm almost certain like if he was on the roster, February 4th, he was getting like a $9 million escalator. Think about that. Think about being in a place in your life to be like, you know what? Nah, nine mil, not enough. And he was signed through 2022. Granted you had yeah. to put your body through that and you know, your family life on hold for another year, but he's like, no, I'm good. I'll just head on into retirement. So tb 12, the goat. I mean, honestly, I know that word gets thrown out a lot, but it is 100% accurate when you're describing the greatest NFL player of all time, full stop. So congrats on a great retirement, man. That is um, unbelievable. And he should have had the opportunity to announce it himself. I'm glad he took matters into his own hands this morning. Caleb Williams staying on the topic of quarterbacks finally makes it official. He is headed to USC to go join Lincoln Riley as former head coach from Oklahoma. Not surprising Aaron, Seemed like he took a long time to make the decision, obviously shopping his options, uh, but USC formidable heading into 2022. There's no doubt about it.
3: Woo. Uh, you know, favorite to win the pack 12. I don't know if that, that means much because it's the pac 12 and probably the winner of the pac 12 still won't make the playoffs, but uh, it's a lot of buzz around USC. You know, you get the coaching hire, you get the quarterback, you get a couple other transfers that come in there. You know, they have to continue to find ways to create buzz to keep people in the state of California when it comes to top recruits, because hey, listen, it, it it is a hotbed. Florida, Texas, California, top three. You could put Georgia after that, and and some of these other states, Louisiana. But California is one of the top states when it comes to producing talent for, yeah. for the collegiate and then for the NFL. Oh yeah, there is enough buzz right now around the USC program that kids are gonna kids that a year ago that would have gone to Alabama or Georgia are now reconsidering and thinking about, hey, maybe I can stay in state maybe I can be right across the street from mom and dad and make it easier for them to come watch my games and still have a chance to compete for championships. Lincoln Riley's done a great job. And big brand, great coach, bringing in a big-time player in Caleb Williams. They got to go out there and produce, but I think right now you look at USC, they have a chance to make some noise in the the Pac-12 next year. And you make noise, you start winning, recruits are going to want to go there. It's just one of those brands that, If they have success, people notice and recruits notice. And I think it's good for college football.
2: Yep. So it's official. Caleb Williams, to Southern Cal to join Lincoln Riley Trojans betting odds favorite to win the Pac-12 in 2022. Saw this great tweet this morning when the news broke from Nick Suss at Nick Suss on Twitter. He said, so to recap the three-team trade, USC gets head coach Lincoln Riley, quarterback Caleb Williams. Oklahoma gets... Offensive coordinator, Jeff Levy from Ole Miss and Ole Miss gets quarterback Jackson Dart and tight end Michael Trigg God. from Southern Cal. That's just the nature of college football now. Pretty unbelievable. So we'll see what else happens. Transportal obviously not done some big names still out there. And there's just a lot of time after national sign day, these coaches are going to have to go back to their roster and continue to recruit to see if guys want to stay before mm-hmm. they jettison off to their new program. So News that we were alluding to last week, Aaron, before we get out of here, became official. Coach Mike Bobo is now an offensive analyst at the University of Georgia, and Brian McClendon is a wide receivers coach at Georgia. Now, I was following along some of the feedback from Georgia fans, and Coach Bobo's a lightning rod. You and I obviously are heavily in the Coach Bobo camp, super successful, 40-plus points per game, while the offensive coordinator at Georgia People seem to think that that hire of him being the offensive analyst is essentially like an offensive coordinator in waiting position, but I think it might be Brian McClendon's to be the offensive coordinator in waiting, depending on his track to become a head coach at another school. Look, what's going to happen with coach Munkin. We mentioned at the beginning of the show, still a lot of vacancies in the NFL and head coaching announcements to be made. If he gets that opportunity, Georgia has two very, very qualified candidates To essentially move in to that offensive coordinator role, and I think it would be Brian McClendon over Coach Bobo. Two great guys to get back in the building, though. That's exactly what Kirby Smart wants.
3: Oh yeah, or maybe you do some kind of co 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 offense coordinator for both those guys if if does decide to move on to the NFL if he has that opportunity. But I think huge to get those type of minds and those you know obviously B Max a hell of a recruiter too. Big time to get those two guys in the building. Is just showing the strength of Georgia right now. You know, as Georgia continues to get stronger, one of the things that we didn't mention here, Auburn is getting weaker and weaker. Oh they my lose God. Bobo, totally yeah. they lose Mason, they lose their new offensive coordinator who decides yeah. not to come. I tell you what, do you have any intel on that? My intel is Harson's a pain in the ass to work with. And he just said I'm he's out. a micromanager and, and and people don't want that. Huh. I
2: mean, <laughs> I mean Auburn, I'm telling you, he must Auburn's be a here. pretty brutal micromanager if that kid left in six weeks.
3: Auburn's going to be five and seven next year, six and six the next year, and Harson's gonna get fired. And Auburn's gonna redo the cycle all over again. I mean, what, what gives you any confidence right now, Auburn, without an OCDC, and in, in we're the first week of February, without a quarterback, gives you any confidence in the SEC West, the hardest conference in America, I know that, that team's gonna be successful next year.
2: I don't know, but it is a bad, bad look.
3: It's a bad look going on at Auburn right now. Whew.
2: Their fault, man. They
3: should have never, they should have never fired Gus. And they, he was
2: Gus. such a lightning rod too. I mean, half the fan base hated oh, him. Yeah. The other half loved him. It was unbelievable. The guy beat Nick Saban three times. I mean, yeah. how are you going to fire that guy?
3: Took them to a natty too, right? Yeah. 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 But it's unbelievable. Just, it's, it's the world we live in with coaches nowadays, but no huge get for, for, for George. I talked to Bobo the other day, he's, he's really excited to be back. Uh, Laney's excited to be back. The kids are excited, obviously their eldest son's going to be at Georgia committed, going to be showing up in the summertime. So uh, Bobo is ready to go, man. And and the first thing he says is, damn, these
2: facilities, unbelievable. Oh, I saw that video of BMAC walking yeah. through. He was like, Oh, and he came from Oregon. He I was know. like, Oh man, this is legit. Yeah. It is extremely legit. So, you know, Georgia recruits itself, get those coaches in there to seal the deal. You got a powerhouse. Uh, I just saw the Florida Florida state games moving to Friday after Thanksgiving this year. That's pretty cool i like that yeah interesting interesting all right i think it's about it anything else there brother no uh you and
3: i gonna go get some new golf clubs here soon other than that yeah i'm
2: fired up heading to true spec golf in atlanta a little Mira golf we
3: need to go play with the people who want our contest what we need to do
2: yeah we need to do that you know obviously the weather's been pretty brutal i emailed those guys um so be on the lookout for that probably go to setting down that's where we need to go i'm gonna i am going i got to play yeah i'm
3: so bad right now
2: all right well once let's let's find a little 60 degree day in february and we'll get the boys out the punt and pass listeners to our golf day which will be a blast and then we still have dinner coming up with uh jeff coker i think is his name yep. so we're fired up for that and that is on prize picks tab so shout out to prize picks that's coming up here pretty soon Love these quick episodes of Punt and Pass, getting you caught up on everything that's going on in the world of football. And we'll see you next week for a little Super Bowl preview. Be sure to follow us on social media at Punt and Pass, puntandpass.com. I am at Drew Butler on Instagram and Twitter. He is at Aaron Murray 11 and we will talk to you next week.